0: Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So we've almost made it through the first month of the new year. How is everybody doing? I, I'm always the kind of person that I always take January as a practice month. Like, let's see how we can do that. Like, how good are we at doing this new year? Like, can we do it right off the hop? Or do we need to practice a little bit to get good at doing the new year? So I have lowered expectations for myself for January, and that's totally fine. It's really, in nature, it is a time of rest, recuperation, nesting, snuggling, and all that, easing into things, just easing into things. Trees are sleeping, grasses are sleeping, flowers are sleeping. We should be sleeping, to be honest. Um, so I like to really ease into it in January. I don't hit the ground running. I do not hit the ground running. For those people that do hit the ground running and it makes you happy, continue doing it. High fives to you, chef kisses. If you are hitting the ground running and you are feeling like you're on a hamster wheel, it's kind of a little bit of a life sign for you to maybe slow down a bit. Just saying. Anyhow, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm already dreaming of spring. And we haven't even had snow where I am for very long. We didn't get snow until really, gosh, like we had like a little bit, we call it a skiff, which means like just a light dusting. Um, But we didn't get like significant snow. I'm going to say till after New Year. So we really even haven't had snow for a month and we don't even have that much now. Like we have about six inches of snow. Which in northern Alberta and Canada, usually by this time of year, we're looking at a good four feet. That's in place with more to come. So I do hope for the farmers, it can snow another foot, two feet, three feet, four feet, doesn't matter, on the fields. I would just personally like it to stay off my car and off the roads that I drive on. That's just what I'm saying. It can even snow heavy in my front yard because that's good for the grass as it comes out of dormancy in the spring. Not in my backyard, because it doesn't get enough sun that it'll melt fast in the early spring, so it needs to just kind of stay where it is back there. It's very wet back there in the spring, so it can, it can stay where it is. Um, at the farm, it can snow everywhere but where I have to drive or shovel the snow to get to the road. But I'm already dreaming of spring. I am flipping through seed catalogs. I am watching gardening shows. I am mentally planning out the nine grid at the farm, the field garden at the farm. Can you tell I'm at the farm? <laughs> also, we were just discussing, there's some, a few little groves of trees close by the nine grid. And we were just discussing earlier today how like some trees, cause they they're dead and they could fall over and we definitely don't want that like two trees have to be removed. So there'll still be some trees in there, but it'll kind of open it up to the sunlight and how we're going to kind of interplant around them. Cause they're kind of like islands of trees and shrubbery in amongst the big kind of lawn area. And I'm starting to think about all the plants I want to put in there. Then in the city garden, I'm thinking about what I want to put in my estate planters, what I want to put on the planter on my deck, what I want to put in the raised garden beds in my backyard, if I want to do hanging plants planters off of the shed roof, all the things. Do I want to build any more structures, or is the metal arch I installed last year enough? I don't know. I want to put patio like new cobblestones as a walkway from my deck out through my fence to my driveway. I'd kind of like to get to that this year. I'm thinking all the things. I'm thinking about windows open and seedlings starting in my house and flip-flops and sun hats and warm days. And yeah, it's not even February yet, but that's where I'm at. But that's okay because now is actually, for those of you who are just getting into gardening, now is actually a really good time to start thinking about your garden. And here's why. Because if you are trying to do it on a budget, which I always am, sometimes that budget goes out the window, but whatever. Starting your own things from seed is a really inexpensive way to get started. Some of the flowers that you see, actually all of the the annuals that you see when you go to the greenhouse and you're like, oh, I'm getting those petunias and those pansies and all those were all grown in seed they were all started in seed in kind of february-ish time and just as they got bigger they you know went from a little plug to a little pot to a bigger pot to a bigger pot until the pot that you actually bought them in so if you are trying to grow especially you want some of those like bedding plant flowers those bedding annuals that can they, they can caught they can add up especially if you've got like a really big pot you know, you can be spending 30 to $50 per giant pot to fill it with bedding packs from the store. More so if you go to your local greenhouse, which is something I always advocate. Those people are, you know, that's not, it's not. I love my big box stores for some things, and they are my go-to for some things in big companies, but always try to support local when you can. Those people are feeding their families from the flowers they sell, and they're, they were brave enough to start it in your community, so give them a hand up. But if you're really going, you know what, I really don't have a big budget. And maybe you, maybe it's not even about budget. Maybe you're like, I just want to grow a specific color palette of specific flowers, and there's no, and there's no guarantee that you will find those flowers in those colors when you go to purchase them, because that will all depend on what The seeds the greenhouses have started, or what has been come from the growers that they've used, so you're kind of at their mercy a little bit. So, now is a really good time to pick up a few seed packets and start some seeds. It's really not that hard. It's really not that hard. And before you go, Oh, yeah, well, I don't have a greenhouse, or I don't have a grow room, and the special shelves, and blah blah blah. I saw a thing, I'll tell you what I do, but I'll tell you what this other lady did first, which is so brilliant. Like, it was astonishing how simple and brilliant it was, and like, why aren't the rest of us doing this? So what she did is she took one of those, you know those shower things that you put in the corner of your shower, and it's got like kind of a tension rod, so it attaches to the roof of your shower, and then to the, like, your the, the tub edge, and it's got the shelves for like your shampoos and shit? She put one of those in the corner of her kitchen and then installed like grow light pucks under each shelf. And so she could put a plant on each shelf with its own grow light. Cheap and cheerful and takes up little to no space. What I do is also along that cheap line. So whatever shelf you have, if you've got one of those wooden shelves, you know, the slatted wooden shelves, or maybe you have a black plastic shelf unit, or maybe you have one of those metal fancy ones. Yeah, push that into any room, laundry room, basement, a a corner of your office even. And keep, ideally you want it in like a south-facing, like a a room that's got a south-facing window and so that can get that light source. If that's not possible... Here's a really inexpensive trick. Instead of going and getting grow lights, which are astronomically priced, you can do two things. First of all, there's little grow light things that you can get off of Amazon that are actually quite inexpensive. I think they're like $20 or $30, and that could be good for you. You can also, if you go to your hardware store and you get like those uh, like shop light ballasts... So like they'd be the, the with the fluorescent tubes that you see in shops, and they have them in different sizes. Um, all you have to do is put different tubes in them, and you can get those all day natural light tubes in like a hardware store. You don't have to go into the hydroponic section of some store or go to like a hydroponic store, because what what when they say it's a full spectrum light that's what a grow light is. It's just that it's a full spectrum light. So the other thing is you can be super creative because maybe you have some, you know, other lights in your house that you can reuse. Just change out the bulbs and put full spectrum bulbs in them. But you can start something. Also have a fan. So get your little shelf unit, get yourself some Full spectrum light, however that looks like, whether it's a light bar, whether it's pucks, whether it's, I I suggest light bar or pucks, like something, because you want the light to come from overhead as much as you can. And then a small fan, because once your seedlings get about mm, an inch, inch and a half tall, you're going to want to have a light oscillating breeze across them. This is two for two reasons. First of all, keeps any bugs, fungus gnats and shit off of them. It also stops him from being, he's ever grown plants or gotten plants from the greenhouse and got that little green stuff on the top of the, the dirt when you buy it. Yeah, it's because it's been too moist. The other thing is that a little bit of wind strengthens the seedling. So it will have a strong, it will like put in deeper roots and stronger roots and it will be more robust. So this is the perfect time in February to start some, like petunias and pansies and. What else can you start? Um, you could start calendula. You could start cosmos. You could start um, snapdragons. You could start stalk, which is a pretty flower. It kind of looks, like, looks like a snapdragon, but it's not the same. I think it's called stalk. That think it's called stalk. I've never planted it or grown it, but a lot of people love it. I'm more of a snapdragon person. And get some of that stuff started. Like, decide, maybe you have a color palette you want. You're like, oh, I want all pink, or I want all blue, or I want all purple, or I want all white. Grow some of those things. Grow it yourself. And then when you're going to be filling up your planters later in the season, you can have exactly the plants you want without spending a million dollars, and you can have had fun doing it. Also, growing stuff inside is an amazing way to chase away the winter is this over yet, which... I get pretty intensely between about now and the end of March because I'm just like, come on, are we done yet? 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 yet?" Because I really want to be done with winter. And so I start some flowers inside. The other thing I start is some greenery like lettuce, kale. You can start cabbages. You can start spinach and all of that. And the nice thing is it will still grow. It will keep growing. And you can actually start eating it from inside your house before you ever plant the plants outside because it's kind of a cut and come again thing. So it's a really great way to bridge that between, you know, kind of right now until you can actually be out in your gardens, working your beds, planting your pots, you know, perennials are opening up. It's that nice in-between time activity. It also will really let you know, like what are your color schemes? It'll really help you flush that out. What flowers do you really like? Maybe it'll give you a chance to grow, uh, like a really unique variety of something or a really unique color, or maybe something you've never tried before. You know, maybe you want to start, uh, an eggplant in your house because those have an extremely long growing season. And if you're, unless you're like, I think they grow, I don't even know where they grow. I think they're at least a zone six to like grow them without having to start them inside and and I think even then they do anyway so start it inside so if you're in a, gr- a zone three or a zone four you know you can get that jump start on it now might be a nice time to actually get a few more house plants to get you into that habit of that daily plant care search the seed catalogs watch some gardening shows I'm going to recommend three and these three are my favorite so the first one and nearest and dearest to my heart, and it would literally be, literally be like a pivotal moment in my life if he ever listened to my podcast, Monty Don off of Gardener's World. You can watch Gardener's World on BritBox. Do I watch it on BritBox? I think I watch it on BritBox. Um, you can also watch it on YouTube. The somebody always downloads the latest episode on YouTube and he has so many good gardening tips, ideas. You get to see gardens from all over the place. So it gives you design ideas. I and mean, maybe you hear a plant that's like, oh, I never even seen that before. That looks amazing. Maybe I want to grow it. It lets you kind of stretch your imagination a little bit. Another one is Garden Answer with Laura and Aaron. Chef's Kiss, they show you how to make everything so easy and so wonderful. And again, lots of ideas. Help you to be brave. See what you can do. Their space is always evolving, and they're doing it with two little kids. So amazing. The third one is The Impatient Gardener. And she has got a really nice garden that is kind of more of a... Montana-y feeling. Maybe I'm wrong. Is she in Montana? I think she's in Montana. And she's got a nice big Newfoundland dog. She's got, again, great ideas for containers, for vegetables. She's got a a little fenced-in raised vegetable garden area. Lots of good ideas from all of these three. They can all be found on YouTube. And if you've got BritBox, you can watch it on BritBox as well. Another good thing to do this time of year is reading. Reading's a really good thing to do. I recently got myself a Kindle and so I've loaded it with some books and so I'm reading that as well. And I kind of mi- read a mix of like fiction and I don't read a lot of nonfiction. to be honest with you. The only kind of nonfiction I kind of look at is kind of like Building plans or gardening, that kind of thing, but it's good to sink into a nice book. Another good thing to help you get through this little bit of a season that we're having uh is crafting. So I've talked previously on my other podcasts about some things that I'm into. So I crochet, I do some quilting, and I recently got it's called a mine's not from Book Nook, it's from R-O-L-F-E, Rolf. I guess it's pronounced, but it's little like little vignettes that you put on your bookshelf of little my, uh, the one I got to greenhouse, funny enough. And so I'm building the little furnitures on there and the little plants and building in, it's got lights. And so I'm working on that. And so I've got quite a few activities that I think are going to keep me going through this in between time. And as we all know, February is busy for a lot of people, you know, because you've got Valentine's Day and it's kind of a short month. Although this year it's a leap year, so that's kind of fun. we got that extra day. Make the most of it. But also think of, especially as we're leading up into Valentine's Day, uh, if you don't have a partner, like I don't have a partner. So Valentine's Day, I kind of do a Galentine's Day. So stuff with my besties. So we'll have like drinks and appies, or sometimes we exchange like little flowery gifts, that kind of thing. If you have kids, you're probably doing Valentine's day stuff with them. So that that is going on in February, but now is a good time to kind of think ahead of those things. You know, we've only got a few more weeks until Valentine's day. So now might be a good time to if you're, if you're putting together a gift basket for somebody or if you're doing Valentine's for your kids, now's the time to like maybe check on Etsy for some printable Valentine's. I'm going to have some up on my Etsy shop. So mom, if you just search up Mama Mentor on Etsy, I've got a bunch of things on offer. And there's going to be in the very near future, there's going to be, of course, Valentine's that you can print out for your kids and for them to give to their friends I'm also going to have some Valentine's party invitations and that kind of thing. If you're going to do that, I'm definitely going to have a big huge section on galentine's items for you know, your sister, your bestie, that kind of thing to celebrate that. I'm also going to have some snarky stuff. So watch for that. It's going to be fun. And just all kinds of things. Phone cases, um, printables, t-shirts, mugs, candles, that kind of thing. So if you want to check that out on Etsy over the next few weeks, you're going to see more and more products being added there. So keep checking back. And again, it's just Mama Mentor on Etsy. So wherever you look at your Etsy, you just search that up and you'll find my store. And I've got my digital planner there, which I am super happy with. I use it on the daily and it is so much more even than I even thought of. Like I'm able to do so much with my planner. And I've talked about this before, but I used to be like an avid paper planner, you know, with all the stickers and all the washi tape and all the pens and the highlighters. And first of all, that's bulky and it's expensive to keep buying that stuff. So I created a digital planner and because I take my iPad everywhere and you can even use it on your your iPhone too or on your Android, I guess too would work. And I am able to plan so much, like meal plans and appointments, like all the regular stuff, but budgets and journal pages. And there's a a page in there for passwords and login information and grocery lists and fitness trackers and savings trackers and everything that you could possibly want in your planner. And because it's digital and I'm using it through GoodNotes, That's how I planned it for. So there's lots of like built in into GoodNotes is stuff like uh, sticky notes, transparent sticky notes, decorative stickers that are just built into the program that you can decorate your planner with so amazingly. And I am going to have a selection throughout the year of, you know, different Mama Mentor specific stickers that's still in the works. But for now, just get the planner and start decorating it and using it. You'll find you can be a lot more organized. I was actually really surprised at how much I love reaching for it and just jotting things down. And you have two options for writing. If you're going, oh, I don't really like my handwriting. You can type it like you can do it in a text box. You can choose whatever font you want, you know, quickly type in what's there and then like size it for the line you want. You can make it big, you can make it small, you can make it different colors, whatever. And again, decorate it. And it's so fun and simple and easy to use. I can't believe it took me this long to get into digital planning. So watch for that stuff on my Etsy store. But really, really, really start thinking about gardening. And like I said, I'm going to have some gardening printables on my Etsy store. And as soon as I have them up on the Etsy store, the following podcast. So if you like, if you go to the, if you go to the Etsy store and it's up on like a Thursday and you're like, Oh, that's new to the shop. And I haven't, I haven't seen that gardening thing. Don't buy it yet. Don't buy it as soon as you see it. The following podcast after that goes up in the Etsy store, I am going to give you on the podcast a discount code for 50% off whatever product I've put up. Just for my Mama mentor listeners. That's the only people who are going to have that discount code. You'll be able to enter that discount code and get 50% off of anything in the store. So watch for that. So anytime a product is going to go up there, there's going to be a discount code. I'm probably going to, once I get the products up there, I'm probably going to have the same discount code. So kind of, if you've got it once, you can keep using it because it'll be good for all the products on the store. And there's going to be a continual uploading of products. So you will be able to be checking back for gardening stuff, for Valentine's stuff. When Easter comes up, there'll be Easter stuff. There will be summer stuff. There will be tons of gardening stuff, even recipe stuff, all that kind of stuff. You will be able to get it at a 50% discount for my mama mentor listeners. So if you see it up and you haven't heard the discount code on the podcast, wait for the next podcast because I will announce it on the podcast that it's the discount code and once I announce it on the podcast, that discount code will be live. So you'll be able to use it from then on. So watch for that cuz that's really exciting. Cuz I just kind of want to give my my regular listeners, you know, just some just some added tips. You guys have have come along with me on this journey And I just want you to have the the best. And we're going to have such a fun year. This is going to be a great gardening year because, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts. I've got the city garden. I've got the planters in the city. I've got the, the farm field garden, the farm nine grid, and the farm little kind of oasis in the trees garden. So there's going to be a lot. And I will definitely tell you what I've planted, how it's going, There'll be resources for you guys to purchase, like I said, at a discount. If you follow me on Instagram, which is at seven Martians on Mars, you'll also be able to kind of see pictures as you go along. So you can kind of be like, oh, that's what she planned, or that's what that looks like. Any of those little projects I'll be doing, you'll be able to see that on Instagram as well. I am working on a on a dedicated Mama Mentor website. And that's where you're going to be able to have the links to show notes. Anything I've mentioned on the podcast, you'll be able, if there's products that I, you know, got from Amazon or Walmart or Home Depot or whatever, there's going to be links on there. So you'll be able to shop those links. If you want the same plants or if you want, uh, you know, a similar tool or that kind of thing, or if I'm talking about a storage container, like, wow, that, that could really change my life. Then they will be, there will be shoppable links on those show notes for you to be able to do that. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about what this year is going to bring. I don't know if any of you do like crystals or manifestations or do moon rituals or any of those sort of things, but just so you know, 2024 is an eight year. So because you add two, zero, two, four, it's eight and eight year is a really good year for prosperity, for abundance, um for manifestations and for wealth. So it is going to be a really good year. We are going to do some amazing things here on the podcast. We are going to be leveling some stuff up. And it's really going to be fun and exciting and I'm really looking forward to taking you all along on the journey. So keep tuning in and definitely share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you Wherever you're listening to this podcast, there will be an opportunity to subscribe and get notifications. Please subscribe and click that notification bell so that you don't miss any episode. Because sometimes in addition to my regular episodes, I post kind of midweek musings is what I call them. And those kind of have little just extra stuff in them. And you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a fun and exciting year. And you know, it's, it's really starting off good. It's really starting off good. I've got some plans of what I'm doing from now until spring. It still can't come fast enough. Side note, completely different topic from what we've talked about today already. But I have also been doing my annual post new year's belongings purge and it's going really well. I am really able to go, oh, I don't need that anymore. I need to shift this around. I, you know, just really tightening up my house. Because my goal for not only for my life, but for you guys as well, is to just make your house a home. But without having to feel like you need a team And you need to be doing this all day, every day. Because I applaud people who can do that. Like those 5 a.m. people who get up and then they they do some skincare and then they work out and then they come home and then they shower and then they blow dry. A thousand accolations to you people. I'm not one of those people. I like to have the best result with the least amount of effort. And from the people I've talked to, in my life and people I have worked with, you know, that I've helped organize their homes and help them with routines and stuff. There's a lot of us out there because we have lives and we don't want our entire identity to be cleaning and sorting. And maybe some people are, are okay with that. I'm just not one of them but I want my home to look beautiful. I want it to be clean. I want it to be organized. I want to make meals from scratch. I like to make my breads and my muffins and my cookies. I like to make a good soup or a good stew. I like a, I really love a good pasta dish, you know, cakes and muffins and all of that stuff. I also like to have decor. I like to have houseplants. I like to have garden. I like to grow my own food. I like to go and spend some time crocheting and make a quilt and, and work on my little projects. And as I'm listing this off, do you see that how like you cannot be spending a hundred hours on each task? And so some of the routines and the tips and tricks that I give you are a way to kind of get that result without doing all the heavy lifting, and some of that starts with getting rid of the excess. So what I'm doing right now, the, the areas that I'm concentrating on my home right now is excess clothing. And we are all guilty of this, all of us. And excess kitchen stuff. That's the two. And, and like makeup, skincare products. So, here's, here, so we're going to go through those three areas really quick. So for clothing, this is what you need to do. And unless you have recently, like in the last six months, bought a whole bunch of new socks, you can do this. Or, you know, if money's tight, I understand you can maybe do this a little bit at a time. But my best tip for you for socks is to pick a color, and I don't suggest white, or even two colors. So for instance, I have black socks that I that they're kind of a thicker, soft, kind of chenille wool thing that I wear in the wintertime. And then kind of a lighter-colored, maybe a pink or stripey ones that I wear in the summertime. But whatever kind of socks you buy, buy all the same kind. So all my black socks are the same. So if I reach into my drawer and pick out two socks, they'll match because they're the same color. And that makes laundry easier. It makes getting dressed easier. And you don't have like loose socks because if you get a hole in one, you don't have to throw out the whole pair. You can just throw out the one that's got a hole because eventually another one will have a hole and then you'll have the two matching ones again. Stuff that you don't wear and you know what pieces those are. Maybe you're too, maybe you gained some weight and they don't fit. Maybe you lost some weight and they don't fit. Keep the clothes in your closet. This is the best piece of advice I ever heard from somebody. The only clothes in your closet should be for the body that you're currently inhabiting. So if you're holding on to... Now, unless it's like a favorite piece, because I have one pair of pants from when I was thinner, that when I'm thinner, I'll be wearing again. And I've held on to these pants through different weight gains and losses. and But it's one pair. And so that's fine but not a whole wardrobe. Because here's the thing. If you're a little bit heavier now and you're going, oh, but I'm, you know, this year I'm starting to go to the gym. I'm starting to incorporate daily movement because we don't always need to go to the gym to get into shape. However you move your body in a day is movement. So if you are walking laps around your house, that's movement. It counts. If you are going for walks in your neighborhood, that's movement. It counts. You don't always have to go to a gym and put in an hour doing a specific routine but let's say your routine is you're going to this year, like to this is the year I'm going to eat healthier and I'm going to work out as often as I can. I'm at least going to move my body 30 minutes every day. And so I am hoping that I'm going to lose weight. Are you really telling me that the clothes from five years ago, you're just going to pull those out and start wearing them. You're not going to reward yourself in any way for having that big, huge accomplishment of moving your body every single day and sometimes doing workouts too and you're not going to reward yourself with a few extra pieces bullshit we all are going to do it so get rid of those clothes like I said unless there's some really because like I said I have a pair of pants and I think I have a shirt and a skirt so I have three items that that the style is timeless The color is timeless. It goes in whatever wardrobe I'm ever going to have. The color scheme fits and it will look flattering on my body as soon as I can haul those pants up over my ass. They're worth keeping. And I love them. And they're in good condition. But other things that don't fit me, that I just don't like anymore, I'm not reaching for, those need to go. Because they don't need to hold precious real estate in my house. I have a tendency to either pass them along to friends that I know personally or to send them to Goodwill. Because, you know, that whole, oh, I'm going to sell them, and just that's more time out of your life and we're trying to ha- to take less time doing chores, not adding more. So just bag them up and give them to your friend or Goodwill. Makeup and skincare If you have not purchased that item in the last six months, it's probably bad. Unless it's unopened and sealed. If it is still sealed and brand new, then yeah, keep it. Because, you know, like if it's a mascara and you bought like two at the time and you haven't gone through the first one, well, the second one's not open. So yeah, keep it. It's fine. But if it's been opened and half used, there's probably a good reason after six months that it's half used is because you don't use it enough. Which means it's not your favorite, and you don't need to keep it. And after six months, it's probably not good for you anyway. So toss it. Hair care products. You know, we all have that moment. Oh, Can I just tell you how many bottles of mousse I have bought in my life? Too many to count. If I had a dollar for every bottle of mousse I bought. And it's not that I have anything against mousse. Every time I go to the hairdresser, my hairdresser uses mousse does the blow, does the whole thing. I look great. I, however, cannot use mousse at home. I use too much, too little. I don't blow dry it properly. And I am left with a crunchy hairdo. You all know what I'm talking about. Nobody wants that. And so as a result, I don't use the mousse. And so it just sits there. So have a little moment of sadness as you throw the mousse out if you're like me, and then just stop buying it. Just, just stop buying it. The hair care products and the ma- skincare products and the makeup products that you love and that you use will get empty. So if you're going, oh, well, I don't, I've had this for a year and a half and yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's still got half in it. Then you don't like it. So throw it out. It's not good anymore. And you don't love it, so you don't need to have it take up your cabinets and your little baskets and your little storage compartments and whatever else you store your makeup and your skincare in. Get rid of them. Do it quickly. The faster you go in there, and the best way to do this is have a shower, get out of the shower, and ideally get out of the shower because you're going to go and have a girl's night with your friends, okay? This is the best test, okay? Have your shower. and get ready to go out like for appies and drinks you're doing the hair you're doing the makeup you're doing the hairspray you're winging the eyeliner you're putting on the lip gloss and everything that you use to get ready to go out looking your best put in a basket everything else that's in your bathroom that you didn't use to get ready to look your best to go out that night throw in the garbage unless it's unopened because it's an extra of one of your favorites that you have used to go out on that night. Because if you didn't use it to go out with your bestie for appies and drinks all dolled up, it's because you don't need it. It's not part of your routine. It's not something that you think is making you look better or a piece that you need in your routine. So get rid of it. And then you'll have so much space in your bathroom. And when you have so much space in your bathroom, it is easier to clean. Do you know how clean, how easy it is to clean an empty room? Easy. You go in, you sweep, you mop, you leave, or you vacuum and you leave. Easy. So think of that. The more things you have in that room, the harder you're making it to clean. Try to keep all your surfaces clean. So you just go in, wipe, leave. I keep my skincare in little organized drawer things in my drawer, and I have one drawer of skincare. Then I have like clips and brushes and like, you know, cause you have to hold your hair into different things while you're blow drying it and all that kind of stuff. I have those in a basket. Then all my like eyeliner and my mascara and lipstick tubes are in like a decorative little cup and that's it. Oh, and then I have like my, my, I have hairspray and I have a hair smoothing serum. That's a heat protectant. And then I have a dry shampoo and then I have a texturing spray and that's it. That, uh, that's it. So I don't have gobs of things all over my counter. And then my makeup, like in addition to that, like I keep the, the lipstick and the eye pencil and the mascara in a cup, but actually like the eyeshadows and the brushes and stuff like that. Well, the brush is actually in another container next to the thing, but whatever. Then I have a little makeup bag that also goes into that basket with the hair clippies. So there's not stuff all over the place in my bathroom. So it's much easier to clean. Next area is your kitchen. You don't need three vegetable peelers. You know what happens when you have three vegetable peelers? Two are always dirty. You know why? Because you've got one in the drawer, so you don't need to wash the other two. And if you don't think you play that game, you don't know yourself well enough. You only need one. And if you say, well, no, I always wash my vegetable peeler when I'm done, then again, why do you need three? Because then the one you need to use is always clean. So the other two are redundant. Get rid of them. If you've got a child moving out of the house, put it in there. Give, give, put them in their little box that they're going to, your hope chest box. Give it to them. Give it to friends. Donate it to Goodwill. Whatever. Extra dishes. You don't need to have a 12 piece place setting if there are two people that live in your house. Even if there are four people in your house. Even if there are six people in your house, you do not need a 12 piece place setting. Because here's the thing six people live there. And when all the poles and plates are dirty, wash them. Because again, if you have 12 pieces, then you'll only wash them every second time that everything is dirty. And then that's a lot of dirty dishes. So if you know, it's like, oh, well, we use all six plates and all six bowls and all six cups today, then you know, you're going to wash them so that you can use them again tomorrow. And, And before you say, oh, but Joyce, when we have family over, two things about that argument first of all do not live in your house based on company that may show up there that means don't dedicate a room to just a guest room make it a guest room and maybe your office or a guest room and your sewing room because then you're still using it all the time and the guest can use it sometimes and if you're going but that's not the hotel environment you know that they like when they come then tell them to get a hotel if that's the environment they like because it's not your job to have a hotel room for them when they come visit in your house they don't pay your mortgage they don't pay your bills now mind you if if the person coming to stay does help you pay your mortgage and pay your bills absolutely give them a dedicated room but if they don't then no they can just sleep in whatever bed is free And when you're going, oh, but when we have big dinners, are you telling me that you're cooking for 12 to 15 people and you're not using paper plates? First of all, kudos, but why? Because how often are you hosting 12? Now, if you're hosting 12 to 15 people every Sunday night, because that's the kind of family you have, and I know families like that, then yes, you probably do need a 12-place setting just so that... because you know, that's four sets of paper plates a month that you're using. And that's a lot of paper plates. But for the rest of us, it's like holidays. So you're talking Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. One package of the nice heavy-duty Cornette Chinese, you know, the the heavy-duty, what are they called? Are they called Chinette paper plates? We never host that many people, so we just use the plates that we have. But they are great for that because you can eat off the paper plates put them in the garbage and the three times a year four times a year that you're doing that it's okay and paper plates they compost in the garbage so it's fine and again when you're saying oh but you know drinks and stuff yeah they make solo cups for a reason and they make them in the in the 50 count for a reason Because they're easy to clean up. And think of how amazing that would be to cook a big dinner and then all the food has been eaten and you throw all of the plates and cups and forks and spoons in the garbage and you're just washing up the cooking pots and then you're done. Well, then you have all evening to spend with your guests. How amazing is that? So you don't need to have 50 serving pieces or a 12-piece place setting or five jugs or stemware for a small crowd or you get my, you know, or 17 coffee mugs. You know, like really. Like, I'm the only one who drinks tea in my house. So I have like three teacups. And only because they're beautiful. And one of them was a gift. One of them was from a, uh, like a, it was a handmade pottery piece and it was pink. And if you know me, if you follow me on my socials, you know, I'm all about the pink. I get everything in pink that I possibly can and it's pink, and it's the perfect shade of pink, and it's got a nice groove around it, and it's perfect for tea, and another one is for my oldest and dearest friend, and she got it from Newfoundland, and it's got the, and if you know anything about Newfoundland, they have these row houses that are all different colors, and that's what it has on the mug, and I love it, and it's big, and it's substantial, and so I love that, and then I have one other one that is a Ray Dunn mug that says Jolly that I got as a a gift from somebody, and I love Ray Dunn and again it's the perfect size mug so but that's it because I live there and I don't so if if I have somebody that comes over for tea well they can use one of the mugs that I have but I'm not having 17 people come for tea ever so I don't need 17 mugs for tea and I don't have a coffee maker because I don't drink coffee every other person in my life I know drinks coffee still don't have a coffee maker you know why because if you come to my house and visit bring your coffee with you Stop at a Tim Hortons and get a coffee. Put a coffee in your to-go cup. <laughs> Come sit in my backyard and we'll, I'll drink my tea and you can drink your coffee. But you see what I'm saying? Is we need to get away from the idea that we have to structure our lives and how we live in our homes to benefit other people. It should benefit the people that live in our home. And the people in our home will benefit from not having overstocked cabinets and countertops and bathroom counters, and bathroom drawers, and closets, and so this is the perfect time of year to get rid of those things, because, you know, unless you love winter sports, which I don't, there's not a whole lot to do, and it's, and it feels so good to clean up some spaces, and it's something you can do while you're watching a gardening show, while you're listening to a podcast, while you're listening to an audiobook, while you're watching a cleaning show, all of those things, it can be done while that's happening. You know, and if you're like, oh, well, I don't have a TV in every room. Yeah, but we all have smartphones now and you can watch anything on your smartphone. And 90% of people have tablets that I know anyway, like everybody I know has a tablet. So you can take your podcast, you can, if you're watching a, a YouTube channel or something like that, you can take it with you. So if you're cleaning in your office and your office doesn't have a TV, then you can bring your tablet in there. If you're doing it in your, in your bathroom, you can do that. I actually, one year, because my shed outside in the summertime needed a really good cleaning. And I'm like, it's beautiful. It's sunny. It's warm. It's not wet. It's the perfect time to clean the shed. But I'm like, it's the most boring task in the world to do. And I thought, you know what, my Wi-Fi works outside. So I went inside and I got my iPad and I put on uh, Gardener's World because it auto plays the episodes back to back. And I just set it on one of the shelves and cleaned the whole shed out watching Gardener's World. I have had Gardener's World sitting on my little like tea table in my backyard while I've done my weeding, while I'm doing my planting, just to have something to listen to. Sometimes I just sit there and have a cup of tea and watch Gardener's World in my backyard. But it's the perfect time to do it while we're stuck inside. It's a great way to feel fresh about our house. It's a jump start on making the day to day cleaning of our homes so much easier. Because, like I said, as you know, cleaning an empty room is really easy. So, and I'm not saying you have to be a minimalist and have like just a couch and a chair and a TV and that's it in your, in your living room and nothing else, just so it's easy to clean. I'm not saying that I don't do that. And I wouldn't do that because I want my living room to be warm. I've got decor pieces, I've got plants, I've got pictures on the wall and that's great. But you know what I don't have is stuff piled mile high on the coffee table or the end tables or the TV stand Because then when I do clean the living room, I can quickly wipe the surfaces, vacuum the couch and vacuum the floor, give it a mop. I have wood floors and off I go. And that's really important because then I can get it done in like a few minutes. Because again, I don't want to be spending my whole day cleaning. I don't want to be spending my whole day organizing. I don't want to be spending all day doing any of the household chores that I need to do. And if they are quick, then they're easy, then they're fun and they get done. And that's what I want to help you guys do. I want to help you guys curate a life that you love so that you can have a home you're proud of, regardless of the size of that home or how new it is or how new the things are in it. Because that doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So, like every time on the Mama Mentor Podcast, take what works and toss the rest because life is too short to be told what to do. I hope you all are having a wonderful January. I hope that February is going to bring us lots of joy and accomplishment, lots of love from the people that are in our lives. And I will see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye.